to the Center and the Saints. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. Now, if you've been listening to our podcast <laughs> for more than a few times, usually, always, Melissa starts with a funny story. Because yeah. I do so much better if she just kicks it off. With something chaotic. Yes. It just it just gives me a little fabulous foundation. Sets the tone, girl. Um, and that's just my little comfort perfectionism side coming out. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yes. It's it's like my little snuggle blanket. Oh. (laughs) But we're going to switch it up today because um, I'm going to share a story about I've been, I've just recently finished this three-week painting night class with a local artist. Uh Uh-huh. So much fun. Anyway, way out of my comfort zone. I love this girl's style. Um... It's very, it's not precise. There's, um, it's very whimsical, loose brush strokes. Anyway, I I don't paint and I'm very structured when I do things. Um, so I I thought that I would practice being Ah! a little less, (laughs) um, controlled and perfect by taking this class. And I'm telling you, it is really... I even have a I have a big canvas, and it's a lot easier to be very precise and in control when you work on a smaller canvas. But I have a thirty by thirty. Oh, yeah. And so it's this giant white pay like thing that you're gonna. And I'm like, oh. And so real easy first. You just pick a base color. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fine. Just all one color on the whole thing. I was gonna say I would have to paint it immediately, just something else. Yeah. But then, and we're going to put this picture on there. Then you just take some dark paint and you do this blocking. And it looks terrible. It looks so (laughs) chaotic. And you just like use your paintbrush to kind of sketch with this dark paint. And then you're like, oh, oh my God. I mean, I was so uncomfortable. I started itching my neck. (laughs) Note to self, friends, if Alice is itching her neck in public, she's uncomfortable. It's like, I call it the wiggy wiggies. The wiggy wiggies. The wiggy wiggies. That gives me the wiggy wiggies. So, um, yeah. Like, I'm over here holding my breath right now, like you were in the video a couple weeks ago. Uh Uh-huh. Because I really want to, like, take a painting class or something artistic, but I will not do it. I will not put myself out there. In fact, Ooh. I almost signed up for a painting class this weekend with a friend, and it was kind of expensive in my opinion, and I'm thinking, I'm going to pay $50 to have a word on a canvas, and just like, like I'm not going to stick it anywhere, so that was a waste of $50, but then part of me is like, how much of that was because you were afraid to just go put yourself out there a little bit? Oh. And I even bought one of those little paint-by-number kits. Uh-huh. I will not open it up. <gasps> I know. There's numbers. You just have to paint over the number. Wow, this is interesting. Right, considering I'm like, uh, I don't deal with perfectionism and I don't deal with control. control. <laughs> oh. Liar, she's a liar, friends. Wow, okay, so release me 2023 just keeps on going. <laughs> so today we're talking about letting go of control and perfectionism. Oh my God, this one hurts, okay, because... <laughs> Because, I can tell. Like, if you can see the look on her face, you can probably see it through her words. So, fun fact, I've always said my daughter is a perfectionist and she does not get it from me. Something tells me we're about to debunk that myth. 
Oh. And I'm not for I'm not here for it. Mythbusters. <laughs> um I think so one of the things, one of the ways that we can combat getting over our control and perfectionism is by allowing ourselves to do things imperfectly. And putting ourselves in situations for me that's way out of my comfort zone, like this painting class. Yes. Where, I mean, who knows if I'll end up even putting this thing in my house. It may just go in the dumpster. I don't know. But I am trying to find ways to... Make yourself uncomfortable? Yes. (laughs) Where I'm not in control. Where I'm I'm, I'm not the expert in this. I am under the tutelage of an amazing this, Is tutelage artist. a word? I think so. Yeah. That's an awesome word. Yeah. I want to be under the tutelage of somebody. Me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That might be scary. I don't know. You have to tell me what that word means, and I know, need to know how to spell it, and then we can figure out how you can tutelage me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like mentoring, I think. Okay. It's a good synonym. <laughs> That's awesome, oh. actually. I'll be your tutelage today. Like, forget mentor. I'm never going to be someone's mentor again. I'm always going to be their tutelage. (laughs) Or are you a tutelor? (laughs) A tooting tutelor. Oh, my gosh. I love alliteration. Clearly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We digress. What are we talking? We are having so much fun in the studio today. Obviously, we are very uncomfortable with this topic because we are diverting to very... (laughs) Uh, other conversations where we have control over them. Like tutelage. And this this is actually one of the coping mechanisms. When you feel uncomfortable and you feel like you are not in control, then we will put ourselves down or like, oh, I just, this doesn't look good. Or we laugh and like brush things off. Uh-huh. That is a red flag for us. Got it. So if you find yourself in situations like that, that's like, Okay, where, this is where we look inward, we ask ourselves the question, what it, What am I uncomfortable with in this moment? Mm. It, do I have a lack of control? Do I, Ooh. do I, that's making me uncomfortable? Is it, there's some sort of perfectionism issue coming in where I'm in a situation where I don't feel as if I can perform, uh-huh. you know, in the right way and look a certain way. So, you think you have this problem? Um, definitely in some situations, I think. I mean, I don't really know anyone who doesn't have some sort of control slash perfectionism issue. So I can tell you my different. coping mechanism. Okay. Um, I used to be very type A, very in control of everything. Because I needed to control all of my surroundings all the time to keep myself safe. And then that just carried over into all aspects of my life. To the point where, I'm talking type A, I would make you look like a free-floating, you know... Gypsy. Gypsy. Okay. (laughs) So, because I can't operate like that because that's exhausting, I choose to go to the exact, complete opposite of that. Interesting. And so if I cannot control the situation, I will become, I will disregard it. I will become uninterested or I will just like, I won't, right. I won't like throw my hands up and be like, good luck. 
I'm just gonna be like, oh, whatever you guys wanna do. What, what feels good to you? Sure, let's go with that. Because I can't control it. And I know if I try to take a little bit of control, it's gonna stress me out. Wow, I love that you're that self-aware. I'm not doing anything about it, but yeah. <laughs> this is the first step. Right? <laughs> I just I just know that I can't control that. So You know, you know, I wrote a whole Bible study on the book of Zechariah. Love that book of the Bible. Never gets any airtime. But one of my favorite <laughs> verses from Zechariah is in um, chapter four, like verse five. And it says, You can't force these things. They only come about through my spirit. That's mm. the message, but it's like, I think the Holman or the NIV is like, it is not by your power or your might, but by my spirit. Mm-hmm. And that is how I have been working on this, by really leaning in to the Holy Spirit and trying to let go of some of these things and letting it be his power and might. It is amazing how much more energy I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just releasing some of that. It's the illusion of control, as we've talked about before. Like, we don't really have any control, truly. Anything could change in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love what Peter Scazzaro, or Scazzaro, I'm not sorry, Peter. I don't know exactly how to pronounce <laughs> your last name. Um, because y'all know I'm really into the Lexio Divina, the being silent before God and the scripture meditation. And he says, when we are silent, we come face to face with our addiction to being in control and always trying to fix things. And I was like, oh, dang. Dang, girl. That felt me that in the back row. <laughs> right in the face. And I think that is why this discipline has taken me, it was not a natural discipline for me to adopt in my life because sitting still felt lazy. Mm -hmm. It felt inefficient. Mm -hmm. I was not in control because I wasn't reading a question and reading a scripture and answering the question, filling in the blank. I have control over that. It's very regimented and And you have proof that you did something. Proof I did something. Exactly. Proof that there's a relationship. So if someone says, are you in your quiet time? Well, I'm sorry. Here's my 16 pages. Yeah. Where's your uh, fill in the blank? Do you see these 10 stacks of Bethmore Bible studies that are full? Every single blank is full with a word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so that quiet time truly has, and that sitting still and listening for the Lord has truly helped me mm-hmm. give in to some of my addiction to control and perfectionism. Well, you said something about sitting still and being quiet, and this weekend was a really rainy, cruddy Sunday, and I was, I was going, I'm going to just stay in my pajamas all day, and then I said, that's not good. I didn't have a lot of sleep, and I know I'm going to need to do something because I'm going to feel bad at the end of the day, so I went to the gym, then I came home, took a shower, got back in my pajamas, Good. and I looked at my husband, and I said, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm not putting clothes on. I, like, I had to make a declaration of this. Yes. And my husband's like, mm, nobody's going to ask you to. <laughs> and I was like, huh, just, it's just me. Yeah. Dra- Self-imposed. I'm, I'm not opening my computer. He's like, good. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, it's just me. <laughs> just me. <laughs> you were slapping your poster on him. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you listen to last week, you'll yes. have to go back and listen to that. Exactly. So, yeah, so that... That focus on God 
is really beyond allowing yourself to do things imperfectly and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations where you get to try things that you're not going to be great at and aren't going to look perfect. Um, focusing on God. So basically, and not yourself. So that's looking at your character over your accomplishments. That's mm. a shift in mindset. And so when we say just focus on God and get over yourself, that's that's essentially what you're doing. Focus on your character. Your character traits through God and who you are in Him and not just your accomplishments. So that's funny. And what um, you do super well. For me, it's all about finding joy in the day-to-day and something to celebrate every day. Mm, I like that. And so I we just went back to the gym. I've been a member of this gym for the past 15 years, like off and on for 15 years. And so I see the same instructors and they know me or whatever. And I remembered this time when we went back how different I was because I have been focusing on just being just being who I am in the moment, where I am in the moment, and just embracing it for what it is. And so I go to this class. It's a Zumba class. Oh, gosh. I don't, I don't even care. I'm laughing. I'm having the best time. I don't know anyone's name in that class. It is my own little party in the back row. The instructor <laughs> came up, and she's and I did not know her. And she's like, hey, you are having so much fun. <laughs> you know why? Because I just don't take myself that seriously. Zumba, see, that would be a really good thing for me to do to (gasps) let go of imperfect or my perfection because I know I really don't have that many, I don't have that much move, that rhythm. I don't even know the right word to use. And I don't know any. It's not tutelage. (laughs) It's not a big fancy word. Well, hey, come to Zumba. I might have to come and just do that for fun. Yes. And it is so freeing. Yeah, I'm, it would actually be very therapeutic. And that's really great. And then I'll because, go to painting with you. Okay. Okay, good. Done. So instead of comparing ourselves to others, which is what I can do if I get into a painting class or a Zumba class or whatever, it is, instead of that, knowing who we are in Christ. Yeah, and being okay with, with that. Not knowing the steps, but just having a good time. Mm-hmm. You know? So, see, you are kind of practicing in your own way. In my own really crooked, crazy way. way. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, another really important thing is shifting our focus from pleasing others to pleasing God. Um, And God, let me just clarify that. Okay, because I was getting ready to jump on it. Yeah, yeah. Now, God is already pleased with you, but it's, it's changing that mindset. Pleasing God is not like by doing. Mm -hmm. It is pleasing God is him seeing you embracing who you are in him, embracing his love for you, you know, embracing the forgiveness and accepting it that he has offered you. That is what I mean when I say pleasing God. You will never please others enough. Right. You know, and, and that's not even, that's not the point. That's not our job. We are, if we are pleasing God by accepting all of his love and grace and his gifts that he's given us, then we are automatically going to be helping others. Yeah. So this brings me to where I was in my quiet time. I did write my little quiet time down, but um, you know, Um, Leviticus 26, 12 through 13. um, The beginning of 12 says, I will walk among you. I will be your God and you'll be my people. 
But verse 13 ends with, I broke the yoke of slavery from your neck so you can walk with your heads held high. Oh. And so the questions I had for mm-hmm. myself, which might be a form of lectio and I don't even know it, are what is my Egypt? Because it says he brought us out of Egypt so we were no longer slaves. What is my Egypt? What did he break me free from? Oh, that is great. Right? And um, so what or who has God rescued you from? And then the next question I had was, if God has rescued you or me um, so I can walk with my head held high, who or what am I allowing to hold me captive? Or why am I still walking without my head high, held mm. high? And so for me, that's where I'm beginning the process. I think that is great. And oftentimes, that's what how God starts when we are in his word. He gives you questions. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just dump everything right on you sometimes but he gives you those questions to ponder to meander through the feelings Mm -hmm. and then he will bring you back to those answers gradually over weeks or days or months yeah sometimes it could just be like by the end of the day you're like or the next scripture that you sit down with right it's like oh my gosh you know and so it is just sitting still with his word. And that that really is how we combat our negative thoughts, um, which gets in the way of us letting go of our perfection because it's all this negativity. You know, instead of focusing on the truth mm-hmm. through scripture, we get so focused on the negative, like, I'm not enough. I'm not doing this right. I'm not... I'm not making them happy enough. This doesn't look good enough. Why can't I do this right? Why is she so much better at that? Why can't I do what she does? As you're saying every single one of those, my mind is going, who told you that? Who told you that? Mm -hmm. Who told you that? A simple question. Exactly. Who told you that? Which really goes back to last week's podcast. Mm. So go back and listen to that if you didn't. Because there are things that happen in our life Mm -hmm. that we do not even realize that have given us a narrative that we need to be, do, act a certain way sometimes Mm -hmm. in order to be loved, in order, you know, to be successful, whatever it is. I mean, everybody's different. There's probably, I mean, Satan's not that creative, so it's all the same (laughs) themes, but um, what it looks like in your life. But that's why it's important to go back, like we talked about last week, and figure those things out because it does help us when we understand where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. The letting go of the control that gives us a false sense of security. That's all it is. Or a false pride. Exactly. Right? And false perfectionism because none of us are perfect. Only one person walked this planet that was perfect. Mm-hmm. None of us are going to ever do it. So all of that shifts. It's just... um Kind of hurts your head. It, it, it does a little <laughs> bit, but it's so freeing. It I mean, I'm thinking about the fact that my son and I are going through some math, my older child. And y'all, I was not a great high school student. And my husband and I laugh about it. And I could spend my whole life saying, well, you were, you, you were a terrible student. You're really dumb. You don't know math. You, well, the truth is, if I go back, I didn't have the childhood. I didn't have the atmosphere at home that supported me enough to even have the mental capability to engage in class, I was just trying to survive, right? Right. And so now as a 48 year old, I'm actually pretty good at math, but I didn't know it. And if I kept my little 
label that I had been given, right? I mean, somehow by the grace of God and probably my short cheerleader skirt, I made it out of high school with a 3.85, okay? Wow. But I don't remember turning in assignments. I don't remember any of this stuff. Maybe it happened. I don't know. My therapist <laughs> will figure that out for you. But I mean, I there's so much freedom. And I don't know if it's coming with age and also coming to know who I am through Christ, all those things that I just feel like, I'll, I'll try it. Why not? I do think a lot of it is, a lot of the security and strength comes from truly leaning on the Lord and seeing and understanding as you look back on your life that he was walking alongside you. Mm-hmm. You know, like even when we let go of him, he had never let go of us. Thankfully. Or even when we didn't even realize it was a thing, he was right there, you know, and you begin to realize all that. I wonder if like we're on bungee cords, you know, and he just lets us go, oh, to the thing that it bling, he brings us back up. <laughs> Come I back. Our images. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what goes on in our little brains. But we <laughs> hope that you'll think about this as you go about your week. As you approach certain situations, you know, are you feeling as if you need to be in control and that you need to be perfect? Is that a focus? Is that important to you? And what, how do you respond in situations where you're not totally in control? And are you willing to take a small step towards putting yourself in a situation where you know you're not gifted? Yeah, like Allison's going to do Zumba. I'm going to paint. Maybe there'll be a little tutelage in our lives. <laughs> we'll share with you our adventures. I am next taking a pottery class. After the painting class, mm. which, you know, oh my gosh, I have no idea. It's, I'll be dirty and oh, yeah. I like things clean and I'll be stuff under my fingernails and I know it won't be straight. It'll be wonky and I like things symmetrical. So I'm really working on this thing. I love wonky. I do too. Yeah. I'm embracing the wonky people. That's why you love me. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you'll think about that this week and maybe embrace a little bit of that yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on The Center in the Saint.